This call is now being recorded. And I'm here with Nick Boot. I'm actually doing excellent because I'm up here in Rhode Island and the weather has finally turned warm. I'm finally able to enjoy some sunshine. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. So share with us a little bit about how you got started on Broadway. On the Broadway. Well, I uh, I come from a very musical family. Um, my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunts and uncles, everybody plays an instrument and sings and uh, does something musical. And uh, when I was really little, I was just, uh, they, they kind of called me a, like one of those wind-up to- uh, toys where you just wind them up and off they go. I guess it's just it was in my blood to do it. And uh, I was able to connect up with an agent out of New York who sent me on a couple of auditions and uh, about one audition, one or two auditions, and I got my first role uh, in a Broadway show called Beauty and the Beast, which played uh, on Broadway for 13 years, and I got to do it for about one year. On Broadway for 13 years, and I got to do it for about one year out of those 13, and I had the, the real time of my life. That is awesome. So you've had the opportunity to perform on great shows like the Jerry Lewis Telethon, The View, Today Show, and the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like. With with Jay? With the shows in general, being on TV. Uh, well, it's, it's very... Um it's very fun, I guess, in retrospect. In the moment, it's it's all so much, you know, and it's all it's all a bit boring because you're just in a small studio with just a few people, you know. And it's interesting because you know you don't realize that that camera is attached to about 20 million viewers at any at any time. So it's it's very uneventful, but it's really fun, especially if you've got a good host. It's uh, it's definitely enjoy. I enjoyed being on the View actually quite a bit because. I loved uh, I loved being on there with Barbara Walters and Joy Behar and all those people. It was it was very very fun because they're they're uh, they're a bunch of really funny people. So I you know I think it depends on on the host. <laughs> so you had the opportunity to originate the role of Oscar on Discovery Kids, Kenny the Shark, which I watched growing up. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> you did. You watched it. I did. Oh, how cool is that? Uh, well, again, it was, you know, it's it's really funny. The technical aspect of everything is the reality is you're sitting in a little air-conditioned box in front of a microphone with a script, and you're just sort of reading lines, and you do about, you know, 60 takes just to get one sentence right. So the whole technical aspect is a bit tedious, but uh, when you see it all come together, it's it's really, really exciting, and I love doing voiceover work. I love doing animation. Uh, that was truly one of the most exciting um, bits of, of my career, for sure. So many may or may not know that your mentor is the fabulous, world-renowned Liza Minnelli. Tell us a little bit about how you got to meet her and how that uh, experience came about. Well, I've, I've been a fan of Liza since I was about two, and this is—I know that sounds a little bit nuts, but it's absolutely true because um, you know I just—I grew up watching uh, her her videos. And um, I just I fell in love with it. I loved what I was watching. I loved the energy. I loved the music. I loved the sound. I loved what she did on stage. And I guess you could call it sort of you know uh, kismet in a sense that I would meet her because um, I throughout of you know just a course of many many events. It's a very very long story, but uh, getting to meet her was just a thrill. And then getting to sing for her, and then it moved on to getting to perform with her. And then before long, uh, I was you know hanging out with her and. Uh, she was directing my my nightclub acts. <laughs> she was just directing my shows from the sidelines. So she has truly been, I can honestly say, one of the biggest inspirations and and 
most kind and generous people that I've ever known. And uh, I just I pinch myself with the things that I was able to to experience and learn from her. So throughout your career, who would you say has been the most iconic person that you have got to meet? That I've gotten to meet or I've gotten to work with? That you've got to meet or work with. I'll let you pick. Oh, my. Well, I mean, Liza's probably right up there. Um, I have to say, in someone that, Li- that Liza introduced me to, um, actually at her wedding, of all places, was her best man in the wedding, was Michael Jackson. And that was pretty exciting to meet him because... You know, he's he was just such a such an icon, such a legend, and to get the chance to converse with him and and just have a normal conversation with him, he just sort of was he was none of those things that that you read about. You know, he was just an absolute, you know, zeroed in normal fella, and uh, I just I really enjoyed talking with him. And um, another person who I loved working with, I got to work with her very extensively, is Carol Burnett, and we actually ended up doing a Broadway show together. Um, she's she's another one of those people that you just think, my word, you know, how are you real? You know, because we've all seen her on television, but right off stage, she is equally as funny and as kind and warm, and she's everything that you want her to be. And I, I would say Carol is just one of the most um, exciting people that I've ever known. So what would you say has been the most memorable experience for you throughout your career? You know, um, I think the next experience. <laughs> I was trying to think to, to, to the next one, you know, uh, because every every experience is memorable. Every experience is exciting, and I think you know you always have to look forward, you know, to, to the next one. And I think that that is something that I I try to do. It gives me a sense of direction, you know. Uh, I think playing at Carnegie Hall was very was very exciting, but uh, you know that was a little bit of a dream come true. But I think honestly, the next the next job is always the the one that I look forward to the most. And, of course, right now with this pandemic, there's not too, too much on the horizon, but uh, I certainly look forward to getting back out there and getting to, you know, be in public again and be in front of an audience again. So share with us a little bit about where your love for acting came from and what really inspired you to start acting. You know, I, I don't really recall because I was very small when I started. I was about four and a half when I did my first television commercial uh, for Dr. Pepper. And um, from that point forward, it just, it just came easy to me. Um, I really I enjoyed getting to learn more about the craft when I turned about 10 or 11 or something. I, had, I started to study with Herbert Berghoff Studios, which is in New York City, a very renowned acting school. And the things that I learned from from those lessons were just super valuable and I would say that I, I deepened my love of acting. I, I understood it more the older I've I've gotten. And uh I've really I've read every book that Uta Hagen ever wrote. She's another terrific acting coach and teacher and and uh, I think just the older I've gotten the more research I've done and I've I've really developed a, a deeper love for it. So many may or may not know that you also performed musically. Tell us a little bit about your earliest influences in music and what inspired you to be a national recording artist as well. Well, like I said earlier, I, I really I really latched on to the big band and the brassy sounds of, you know, Liza Minnelli and, and Sinatra and, and all that type of stuff. Um, but the older I got, I, I got a little bit more out of the box. I really fell in love with the music that Jamie Poem made. He's a British uh, performer. Um, really fell in love with that sort of sound, which sort of infused pop 
with jazz, and that was a pretty new, exciting thing for me. And um, I would say another gentleman who I just love to, to pieces uh, is Clint Holmes. He's a, he's just an incredible performer, a wonderful um, musician. And I saw him in Las Vegas when I was about 14 years old. And Andrew, I didn't breathe for 90 minutes. My jaw sat on my lap because I couldn't believe that this man was singing every genre under the sun, dancing around the stage, just a whole bunch of energy from pop to R&B to jazz to swing to you name it. He was just brilliant. And I got the chance to work with him uh, about a couple of years ago, and we've we've become friends, which is kind of exciting. You know, when you get to meet your heroes and you get to work with them, it's just an exciting experience. So I would say Clint Holmes was, was someone that really changed my, my life musically. Jamie Collin, Liza Minnelli. And I'd also have to say my grandmother. My grandmother's name is Angela Bakari, and she's a, a terrific performer. Had a couple of hits out on the radio back in the 70s. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I might be a bit biased, but, but I appreciate her music very, very much and her style and her commitment to her craft. That is great. So you recently received a Grammy consideration for your latest album on another note. Tell us a little bit about that. That was a total pr- uh, passion project that actually had no – we had no – uh, plans for that to to be any sort of commercial success. Um, we really made it just for ourselves. I made it with a, a wonderful, iconic jazz piano player named Mike Renzi. He was the he was the musical director for Sesame Street for many many years. He was the musical director for Frank Sinatra, for um, Lena Horne, Peggy Lee, Mel Torme, and he and I have been making music together for a very long time. And we just decided to do an album together, just piano and vocal. And it was probably one of the biggest thrills of my life because he's one of the one of the biggest and most incredible piano players on the planet. And um, we made this, this record. It was really just like a duets album with, with he and I. And so for the Grammy um, people to hear it and like it and consider it and put it into the nomination ballot there was just something that we were really, really thrilled to hear because, uh, again, it was a passion project. Wow. So what kind of songs are on the project? That project, it's a collection of songs from the great American songbooks. Anything really that you'd hear Frank Sinatra or Ella Fitzgerald sing, it's those types of songs. And what we did with this album was we didn't just want to do a collection of our favorite songs because that would be a bit boring. We decided to um, put the songs in an order from beginning to end on the album so that it would tell a very complete love story. So if you played the album fully through, it, it's almost like a little movie. And if you follow the lyrics, the lyrics tell a very, very specific love story. Wow. So you've had such a great career throughout the years. So far, <laughs> I think I've been very fortunate to be with, with good people, talented people. You know, I think that, that, is, that that's the key. And, you know, that's something that Liza always taught me, too, was to never be the smartest person in the room. And she said to me, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. <laughs> wow, that, that is really funny. strong advice. Isn't that great advice? So I've always tried to, to keep myself surrounded with really remarkable people. And I've been very fortunate to have worked with, with such wonderful, uh, smart, talented, and successful people. And I think that when you do that, um, you know, it, it, it definitely – it definitely teaches you something along the way. You know, you definitely, you know, I can honestly say I have never been the smartest person in any room that I've ever been in. <laughs> well, we all might claim to be smart, but you know, it's all, it's all, we can all learn more. Than Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I was told one time, you know, to stay at the bottom of the totem yes. pole because when you stay at the bottom, you always have more room for growth than when you're at the top, you have no more room. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's not, you can only, there's not, you know, you can only go up. So, from there. share with us what's upcoming for you in your career. Well, you know, with with this pandemic happening, um, everything that was on my calendar for the summer and the spring has been canceled, you know, obviously, because of restrictions and, and health scares. But um, in the meantime, I'm, you know, I can't sit still. I, you know, you don't know me well yet, but, but <laughs> Andrew, I can't sit still for, for two seconds. I have to do something. So I've decided to um, go forward with an, with a new album, which is kind of exciting. New albums usually take a lot of time and a lot of money. But since I have plenty of time and I have a, a reasonably small amount of money that I can put towards it, I've decided to to continue um, my plans with a with a plan to release a, a brand new album. Uh, hopefully this summer, uh, will it'll it'll come out. That's sort of the goal. But the album is a retrospective look back on my last 25 years in show business. And the very first recording is of me at four and a half years old, and the last recording is of me now at 20. Uh, eight. Well, I'll be 29, but at 28 years old now. So it's the last 25 years of, of my career and a, a nice little uh, collection, a little compilation of old recordings, new recordings, unreleased recordings, newly remastered recordings. And uh, it should be it should be really exciting once it once it does come out. So are they Broadway covers or original songs or what's on there? They they are they're mainly covers. Um they're mainly covers some from Broadway, but not all of them. A lot of them from the Great American Songbook songs, you know, again made famous by Ella and Frank and and um you know, some songs from Broadway. And actually I'm working on trying to get the rights to a clip of me on Broadway if if I can find if I can if I can find the people that will give me permission to use it, I've got a wonderful clip of myself and uh, Magnum P.I., Mr. Tom Selleck. We did a Broadway show together called The Thousand Clowns, and in it we played the ukulele and did a little ukulele number for about a minute and a half. And if I can buy the rights to that, I'd like to put that on the album as well. Wow, that had to be an incredible... If you know anyone, if you know anyone who, who, <laughs> who knows where I can buy the rights to that, let me know, because <laughs> I'd love to include that. Well, if we run across it, I'll sure let you know. Share with us us a funny story that has happened to you throughout your career, whether it be a stage mishap or something that really just sticks out to you. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It happens very often. I'd say one time I was doing this, this concert, I won't say where, but somewhere where it was just really horrendous, you know, and I have to tell you, Andrew, to be totally honest with you, every audience is a great audience. There's no such thing as a bad audience. Um, you know, the energies can be different in every concert, but, the, you know, an audience really, it's it's your job as a performer to reach the audience, you know. Well, there was this one particular performance where the audience just was not great, and I, I hate to say it, but they were just rotten. I mean, they were rude. They were talking. They were not... They didn't really care. They were not really paying attention, and they were just—it was just horrendous. And it was one of those nights where the energy was just way off, and we just thought, "God, how much longer do we have to be on stage? Can I just get off now?" And then to make matters completely worse, and also simultaneously hilarious, the lights went out. So now I'm singing in the dark with my musicians, and we just laughed. We said, "Oh my word, this is one for the books." The night that the lights went out on stage, and we just said, "You know what? We're calling it a day. Two more songs, and we're off the stage." <laughs> 
Wow. So, but you know, but those, but that's pretty rare in far and few between. There's, there's always a lot of, a lot of highlights. Oh, I will say there was one time in particular I got a heckler, which I don't usually get hecklers, but I got heckled one time. I was in Florida with, with Liza Benelli and, uh, I came out, I was her opening act. And about two songs into my set, some gentleman from the, from the top of the balcony screamed out and said, get off, we want Liza. <laughs> and I, I ran quick on my feet and I said, well, uh, Believe me, I want her out here too, but in the meantime, she sent me to, to keep you company. She'll be with you in a few minutes, and I just plowed ahead. You know, so every once in a while you'll get something crazy like that, but I have to tell you, it's, it's such a joyful, um, occupation because it's, it's such an, usually it's such an interchange of love and, uh, music and positivity and the energy, um, from a concert like that is usually really outstanding. So I have to tell you, it's, it's, it's really been great. I haven't had too many crazy experiences out of out of the ordinary. Well, it has been a great time with you, Nicholas. Share with our listeners how we can find out more about you and what you do. Certainly. Well, you know, I'm up on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon and iTunes uh, if people want to download my music. Or you can also check out my website, which is thenicholasking.com. Um, unfortunately, I would say come see me this summer. We have a lot of tour dates, but at the moment... <laughs> We're up to maybe about August, September for things getting to resume, so I'm not entirely sure when things will get back up and running. But uh, hopefully sooner than later, we'll be back up and running in the concert world, and hopefully I'll get a chance to meet some of you if you're able to make it. Well, thank you so much, Nicholas, for coming on. God bless you, and we look forward to talking with you again soon. Thanks very much, Andrew. It was a pleasure to to chat with you, and uh, look forward to to the next time. (laughs) All right. Take care. Stay healthy. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now.